You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to the latest episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. It is episode three of the 2017-18 season, and uh, I'm delighted to be joined on the line, as I always am, by Tom Hiscott, the author of the Bulletin and, of course, the author of the Toolstation Western League column in the non-league paper. Tom, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks, Ian. And how about yourself? Well, I I officially became the uh, Toolstation Western League's worst parent (laughs) <laughs> um, on uh, on Saturday, I, I took both of my daughters to Westbury, um, which is uh, the second time we've been. It's a lovely little ground, lovely facilities, yeah. lovely clubhouse. And um, I took them to watch um, Radstock against Westbury. And um, it was going very well until half-time when I took my daughters into the clubhouse. I've got a backpack which enables... Which enabled my my oldest daughter. She used to come to Melksham a lot at the old Conniger ground and sit in the backpack. She'd look over my head and be able to watch the football. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, anyway, Betty was in there, my youngest. It was the first time she'd been taken uh, in the backpack. I, I, I set her down next to me at half time in the clubhouse to catch up with a few of the the people I know um, from from Radstock. And uh, lo and behold, the uh, the whole thing fell over. Oh. Poor old Betty face-planted into the floor, <laughs> room full of people. And, um, yeah, I was, um, uh, well, fortunately, I mean, the good news is that Betty's absolutely fine. Okay. Um, but but I, I did feel like a complete plum. And on, on this occasion, I would like to pay um, um, tribute to all of the mums and the dads that take their kids to, mm. uh, to Western League Games. There's an awful lot of pushchairs you'll see. Um, and uh, I'm sure that they're probably the, the, the children of a lot of the players and the managers and, you know, some of the older people who are involved with the clubs. But those parents do a wonderful job. My wife does a wonderful job. I basically, I, I, I just can't be trusted with anything other than this podcast, it would appear. And, and even that, even that's a bit, uh, a bit ropey. Let's hope that the rest of this broadcast isn't anywhere near as hazardous. Indeed. As, um, as that, um, half-time interval at, uh, at, at Westbury. But, um... Uh, other than that, I was quite enjoying the football. It was a nice day, and um, I'm sure we'll come to that later. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll, uh, I bet you wish you hadn't asked now, Tom. Um, <laughs> we, we'll, uh, we'll start um, with the midweek fixtures. Um, there's a f- bit of FA Cup action um, to, uh, to address. We won't go over every game in the midweek, but th- there was one particular fixture in my hometown which kicked off the Premier Division campaign and was certainly worthy of note um, because it had another massive crowd. 354 attended a Monday night fixture between Melksham and Cadbury Heath, and uh, the home fans certainly didn't go home disappointed. No, indeed. Melksham kick-starting their, their season uh, in the league, obviously, with a, with a 4-0 win at home. Uh, Gary Higdon, who's obviously scored a lot of goals over the recent seasons, uh, he opened the, opened the scoring from the spot midway through the first half. Uh, they then got a quick-fire double, at the beginning of the second half, uh, thanks to Warren Maidman and Luke Ballinger, to pretty much put the result uh, beyond doubt uh, before Dan Demkiv uh, added another late on to so a 4-0 win for Melchior uh, in the, the first Premier Division game of the season last Monday night, I should say. And then the replays um, started on Tuesday, didn't they? Clevedon um, away at Bitten. Yeah, uh, and it was Clevedon who managed to edge past Bitten. Uh, a really, really tight affair. Obviously going to a replay in the first place, and it took 111 minutes uh, for the... Uh, the second leg to be uh, to see the side split with Ollie Barnes scoring uh, a really late winner for, for Clevedon, and they go on to the next round. 
And then normal service resumed for Street, um, surprisingly held um, at home to Hallen in the uh, in the first tie, but um, normal service resuming for Richard Fay's side. Yeah, really good attacking side. Uh, they managed to score four on on Wednesday evening. Uh, a four-one win over Hallen with David O'Hare, Josh Warden, Steve Murray, and Craig Herod on the score sheet. Now another fixture that caught my eye was Wednesday's replay: Bridport against St Austell, and another bumper crowd for mm. that game. Yeah, St Mary's Field, really, really good crowd there. A uh, 1-0 win for our, our side, Bridport, which is uh, promising. Uh, 37th minute strike from Ed Butcher seeing them through. And that brings us up to um, Saturday's games. Obviously, there were other games in the midweek in both the Premier and in the First Division, but um, we'll really stick to the Saturday's fixtures for this broadcast. And um, uh, we'll begin in the Premier Division and um, Bradford Town at home to Wellington. Yeah, and Bradford enjoyed a, a big win. Uh, another side with three different goal scorers uh, yesterday. Uh, home to Wellington. Uh, and it was a long-range effort from Will Halliston that got, the, got them underway in the first half uh, with his 20th-minute strike breaking the deadlock. Uh, Martin Lanahan then crossed uh, for Anthony Conradi to make it 2-0 uh, before Dan Cottle had a deferred in the closing stage. Another defeat for, for Wellington, not been the greatest start for them. Bridgewater Town, one of those sides that we've been looking out for um, at the beginning of the yeah. season. They got off to a good start. They were at home to Brislington. And again, another good crowd. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like they've brought down a, a fair amount of supporters with them uh, to, the, to this division, which is good to see. Uh, but they did suffer defeat, unfortunately, a 2-0 loss at home to Brislington uh, with goals in either half from Chris Gardner and Danny Hunt. So obviously a good, good comeback for Brislington after their defeat midweek. Now, Cadbury Heath, they entertained Bridport. Bridport, of course, we called out for their FA Cup heroics, and they kept the good form rolling on. Yeah, Cadbury Heath conceding four again, unfortunately, uh, yesterday. 4-1 defeat at home. Uh, yeah, and it was uh, Richard Hebditch and Leighton Thomas both scoring twice for, for Bridport, and their promising start continues. I'm delighted to welcome to the Toolstation Western League podcast Adam Fricker, the manager of uh, Bridport Football Club. Adam, you were in FA Cup action um, earlier in the season, but um, your league campaign started on Saturday. It was an away trip to Cadbury Heath, they're a good side, of course, um, but you, uh, you had a stonking win, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. We were delighted. To be fair, um, quite quite a quite an even game. Um, to be honest, I would probably say the four-one scoreline flattered us. We, you know, we, we grew strong in the last twenty minutes when they were when they were chasing the game. Um, but that being said, you know, we we started strong. Got a, got a goal through Richard Hebridge after um, after half an hour. Um, allowed them back into it in the second half through um, just for a lack of concentration from our part. But but like I say, last twenty minutes we were, you know, really strong we were able to um, able to add players like Mark Salter who we were able to to rest for the majority of the game to come on with 20 minutes to go and um, sort of stamped our authority and um, yeah got a convincing win in the end um, As I said before you were in you previously you've been in uh, FA Cup action and uh, two games against uh, St Orstall they took you to a replay but you, you triumphed uh, eventually um, a massive crowd for your for your home fixture on uh, August the 9th and um, I'm sure your supporters would have gone away happy yeah, most definitely. Um, 
it was really you know really tough game on the Saturday to go down for the first game of the season. Um, obviously, didn't know too much about St. Austell other than obviously in the Peninsula League that you know they're normally in the top four. So um, you know we went down there on the Saturday under no illusions. Um, frustrated not to come away with um, with beating them first time. To be fair, and and you do get that niggling feeling that um, it may have been an opportunity lost. Um, but fair play to the lads on Wednesday. They were they were excellent. Um, I think uh, St. Austell getting um, getting a player sent off after 10 minutes um, obviously you know obviously does does help but but for 20-25 minutes their tails were up so you know that hampered us to start with um, but again you know again we finished strongly um, and thoroughly deserved the victory and yeah in front of a great crowd which which we're hoping will um, will continue down at um, down at St Mary's this season Well you've got another Wednesday game coming up haven't you you're at home to Will and Rovers another good um, Western League side um, so hopefully the uh, the, 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 the faithful will come out and support you in force for that one too. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know, providing we're putting the performances on the pitch, then um, you know, then we do our part for the uh, for the fans to keep coming back. So, um, but yeah, like you say, another another tough game. But then I don't think there are any easy games in the Western League, to be honest. So, um, so yeah, we know we've got a tough game coming up Wednesday night, and then um, and then an even tougher game um, in the FA Cup on Saturday against Street. Yes, it is. Um, Street, obviously one of the one of the form teams from uh, from last season, and uh, you entertain them in the Cup as you said it's strange in a way isn't it really that, that so far this season you'll have played more FA Cup football than you will have done um, league football do you think that the game against Street on Saturday will, will, will tell you anything about how the two sides are going to progress this season in the Western League um, I think from my perspective um, and my view I think you know for me I think Street are, Street are the favourites to win the league um, you know they were very strong last season and we played them towards the back end of last season and, and they had strengthened from, from the Christmas time we played them through to the end of the season so um, and again they've strengthened again this season so you know I'm under no illusions that you know I, I believe that you know they'll certainly be in the top two this season and pushing for promotion so um, so for us it's going to be a massive challenge on Saturday but you know we're, we're confident in the squad that we've put together as well um, that, that we can you know that we can match the match the teams in the top six which is you know which is what we our aim for uh, for this season was was to do basically in the way we strengthen the squad accordingly so the, the aim for the season for the league campaign is a top six finish um, what about your progression in the Cups I mean it might be some, it, it might be a bit of an ask to expect you to win the FA Cup but what about the Vars yeah absolutely you know there's no reason why not. Yeah, I think I think possibly winning it might be might be a stretch but <laughs> you know we'll give it a good go but it's you know from, from an FA Cup perspective obviously it's the finances for the club yeah. um, and it's a nice distra- nice distraction from the league for us um, but yeah for, for us you know I think our focus you know Absolutely, we want to, you know, we want to want to maintain a, um, a strong, a strong league finish. Um, probably, you know, top eight would would be fantastic achievement for us. Um, but a run in the FA Vars in the in the Les Phillips Cup is um, is again also something that we, um, you know, we'll be looking to uh, strive towards. Excellent, Adam. I've got one final question. Um, my wife has booked a holiday um, for uh, for my family in um, Axminster, which I believe isn't a million miles away from. No, Liverpool. it's not. Now, if, if I'm going to bring the Knockholds family down to your neck of the woods, are there any particular sites that I should be um, suggesting that we take in in my visit? Oh yeah, Bridport. Without a shadow of a doubt, you've got to get yourself down to the Beehive. Yeah, absolutely, and there's you know lovely, uh, lovely coastal coastal walks for you as well. So um, so yeah, I would say when when you're heading on down, come on down and um, come on down and visit us. Bumper Golf Fest, seven in total at Chipping Sudbury Town, who entertain Buckland Rovers.
Yeah, Buckland, uh, really, really good win for them. Uh, of goals from Charlie Hansen, Richard Groves, Jared Lewington uh, and Chris White edging them to, to victory over Chipping Sudbury. Obviously had one earlier in the week, so uh, a good win for Buckland. Now, Clevedon Town, they were at home. There's only one team they're allowed to play, of course, mm-hmm. um, by FA regulation rules, and that is Bitten. So how did that one go? <laughs> Another draw, amazingly. So that's three times they've played over 90 minutes this season. They've all been draws. Uh, and this one took place at the Hand Stadium. Uh, and it was former Western Supermare striker Kane Ingram who had actually put Cleveland ahead in just the 11th minute. Uh, but Bitten fought back. Uh, Tom Knighton scoring a, a second-half leveller. Well, Hallen, um, they were at home to Melksham Town. Uh, yeah, Melksham Town uh, scored another another big win on uh, yesterday. It was a 3 1 uh, against last year's struggle with Hallen, obviously, who actually did take the lead through Tyler Davis just 10 minutes into the game uh, before Melksham sort of found their, found their stride. Gary Higdon getting another, so that's the second of the season, uh, before uh, Luke Ballinger uh, wrapped things up later on. And Shepton Mallet, they were at home to Cribs. Uh, and a 1 0 win for Cribs, pretty impressive from them. Uh, the only goal of the game coming from Charlie Alden. Uh, so that was a yeah, 1 0 win away from them. Um, Street, uh, they were back to winning ways. They were at home. They were against Longwell Green Sports. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're a team that uh, Street, this is very good going forward. Uh, they do seem to, to get these wins, uh, big wins during the season. It was a 4 0 win for them yesterday. Um, They've gone ahead in the third minute through David O'Hare uh, before adding a second just before the half-hour mark uh, when Steve Murray converted a penalty after he had actually been fouled in the box. Uh, Harry Foster then took over, scoring just before half-time to make it 3-0 before adding another after the, after the break, so a 4-0 win for Street. Wells City, they were at home to Premier Division new boys Hengrove Athletic. Yeah, and Wells fought back really well here. They were a man down and two goals down pretty early. Uh, with James Ball and Jack Fillingham finding the back of the net for Hengrove, uh, with Paul Comley also sent off, as I say, for Wells uh, for a mistimed tackle. Uh, but it was uh, the home side managed to, as I say, fight back, uh, gaining a draw. Uh, substitute Darren Maynard uh, got them back in, in the game with his first just after the half-time, uh, before Louis Hadji popped up uh, to, grab a, to grab an equaliser. And it was another two-all draw that brings... To an end, the uh, the Premier League fixtures this time between Willen Rovers and Odd Down. Yeah, Odd Down, another one to to come back from from two goals behind. Brett Walby scored a, a penalty for for Willen uh, before Luke, Luke Morton added a second. So they were two left at half time, but they were unable to hang on, and it was Kai Simpson scoring twice with a, a late equaliser, um, helping Odd Down to gain a point and maintain their unbeaten start. We need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand. And it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get out of the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. So now we move on to the Toolstation Western League First Division and Bishop Sutton, they were at home to Welton Rovers. Yeah, amazingly, the third 2-2 draw in a row that we've discussed here. Uh, they, they shared the points at Lakeview. Uh, Mason Dagger had put the home side, Bishop Sutton, ahead in the 22nd minute uh, before Welton hit back with Charlie Babb and uh, Jaden Savory, putting them 2-1 up. Uh, but they couldn't hold on and Bishop Sutton, not quite sure who scored their, their level, but it came in the 88th minute and they grabbed a share of the points. 
Now, from Bishop Sutton, we move to Bishop's Lydiard, and they were at home to a team that did ever so well last season, fell away at the end, but Canesham Town back to winning ways in emphatic style. Yeah, 4-0 win for the Cays. Uh, pretty impressive. Matt Long, Matt Brown putting them 2-0 up just after the break. Uh, and, and then they added a couple more late on with Sam Duggan and Craig Wilson uh, helping Kingsham to their first win of the season and obviously their first league game. So, good start for them. Carl Town, they entertain uh, Bristol Telephones. Of course, Bristol Telephones we spoke to on last week's podcast. Mm. They're our league's new boys, and they got off yeah. to a great start. And um, for what was a historic trip for them, I believe the first time they'd gone into Wiltshire, certainly the first away match they'd ever had in the Tool Station um, Western League, um, they, uh, they carried on their, their uh, winning form. Yeah, two games, two wins for them so far in the league, league fixtures. Uh, really good for them. Uh, and it was they'd actually gone behind on two occasions, so one nil and two one. Uh, with Stuart Windsor and Billy Gleed scoring for the home side, uh, but it was the the telephones who came away with uh, all three points. With Lee Pittman and James Batch both scoring equalisers, uh, before Danny Golding uh, scored the winner for his that's his third of the season already. And I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure he might be a, amongst the top scorers uh, once once the season rounds out. He looks like a promising prospect. Um, Chippenham Park, they were at home to Ashton and Backwell. Yeah, my eyes fell tip for a, a, a promotion push here. Chippenham Park, obviously, 2017 has been their year, and they've maintained that form. A 1-0 win at home to Ashton and Backwell. Their third clean sheet of the season, uh, with Gary Locke scoring the only goal of the game to, to give Chippenham Park the 1-0 win. Now, the largest gate of the First Division on Saturday came at Devizes Town. They were at home to Sherbourne Town. Yeah, and Devizes had gone ahead quite early for, uh, through Tom Slater, who scored a penalty but they were unable to hold another draw here with Sherbourne fighting back at Merseyside Road with Harry Vanderveld just scoring after the break so one all draw there Oldland Abertonians they were at home to Cheddar yeah Oldland up to third I know it's early season but they are third at the moment a 2-1 win for them uh, with Josh Williams and Josh Southway scoring for, for Oldland now there's always one <laughs> we let us down. We, uh, we, yeah, we, 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 we see so many goals don't we uh, I mean we that's do. one of the great features about um, Western Western League football, uh, but uh, we didn't see any between Portishead and Chard. No, I believe that was the fixture. Uh, John Paul, uh, the, the chairman, was at yesterday and he said it was a bit of a disappointing affair, but yeah, nil nil, so they, they share the points. So nothing going on there. Nothing it's to see here. No, indeed. Um, Roman Glass St George, they were at home to Corsham Town. Yeah, Corsham is poor start. Uh, continued, unfortunately. That's their third defeat of the season. A 3 1 loss. Uh, at Oakland Park. Drew Hamilton Dunn scoring twice uh, for Roman Glass and George uh, for Sam Wentland side home uh, a late third to wrap up their win. And Warminster Town, they were at home to Malmesbury Victoria. Yeah, really good start for Warminster. They've uh, continued in their perfect, perfect ways with Jack Millock, uh, who started well, scoring twice, and Lewis Graham also adding a brace for them in a, a 4 0 win over Malmesbury. Now, this is the game that uh, I was at yesterday, albeit for a brief period of time. Um, Westbury United against Radstock Town. It was Westbury, as you'll know, the, the home side who came away with a 2-0 win. Uh, Jamie Jordan, on the on the day of his 50th appearance for the club, uh, laid on an assist for Ricky Holbert uh, to break the deadlock in the 16th minute. Uh, before Jordan then added a goal of his own quite late on uh, to wrap up the win for Westbury, 2-0. And, um, yeah, there was a good crowd there. I mean, it was a lovely day, it has to be said. And as I say, the facilities there, very, very pleasant, very enjoyable, very... Everybody made um, welcome. The Redstock Town 
Um, officials were a little bit long in the face, as you can probably imagine, because they got off to a good start this season, so they'll be expecting a lot more out of their charges. But it looked like a very, um, it looked like a very competitive fixture, certainly a very compelling fixture. Some good football on display from um, from both sides, but Westbury there coming away with all three points. Uh, and finally, Wincanton Town at home to Almondsbury. Yeah, unfortunately, Almondsbury uh, joining caution uh, with having three defeats so far this season from their three games. Uh, Wincanton coming out with a, a 1 0 win, and it was Matt Morley scoring the only goal of the game for them. I'm delighted to welcome to the Tool Station Western League podcast Chris Wise, the manager of Wincanton Town. Um, Chris, you had a, you had a really good uh, win on the weekend, um, a home win against Almondsbury. Um, you must be very pleased. Uh, yeah, really, really pleased with that result. Um, the most, the most pleasing part of it being being the clean sheet. Um, but we've won one, two on the bounce now. Um, so yes, things things looking good from our end. Now it was one nil. Um, is it as close as the scoreline suggests? No, no, I don't think it was. To be honest, um, uh, I don't. I can't remember our keeper making a save during the game, and we we should have scored more. Um, Kieran Davis, full-back, he, he, he missed a clear opportunity. Matt Morley and Andy Mitchell, forwards, both should have definitely scored as well. So, no, it, we should have scored fourth or five, to be frank. Um, but we got the win and the three points, all important. But obviously, we do need to be mindful of finishing off our chances in future games. Well, you did score three on Wednesday. Um, you were away on that occasion at Chard Town. Uh, it was a big crowd as well, 125 people for that game. So um, um, that really got your season off, up and running. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the, sort of the, uh, the, the big local rival game. So uh, it was great to get a win at Chard. They've been a bit of a bogey team for us the last couple of years. But over the over the ninety minutes, we were more than good value for the win. Really, obviously playing the uh, the famous slope at Charles Ground, um, they they definitely had the better of the first half and deservedly went in one 0 up at half time, which strangely we weren't too unhappy with really because going down the slope, we know how much of an advantage it is, and we knew with the the attackers we've got and the the play that we can do going forward, we knew there was a real good chance that we could get goals in the second half and yeah we obviously scored three all three coming from our uh, young forward Marcus Cook who got a hat-trick so we're yeah, delighted with that Well you started your um, first division campaign uh, uh, away at Radstock you lost on that occasion 4-1 so that's two good results and and, uh, and, a, and a heavy defeat which, which is the real Wincanton town? <laughs> um, I'd like to say that the latter two um, the one thing I would say the Radstock result they they were a superb team. I think in this, this is my third season uh, with Wincanton, and in any season, um, Radstock are a stronger team at our level that we've come up against. They really were a good outfit in that first day. We, yeah, we were missing a couple of key players, but even so, they really did. I mean, 4-1 didn't overly flatter them, to be honest. Um, could have maybe been a little bit tighter, but they really were a top outfit, big, strong, aggressive, kept the ball well. They, they were a good side, so um, yeah, I, I think anyone who finishes above Radstock this year would be looking towards the top end of the table, um, but we're happy with how we've gone since then, for sure. So probably a good thing to get that one out of the way early. Um, looking ahead to the rest of the season, have you set your side any targets for where you want them to finish this season? 
Well, well to, to be honest, last season we wanted to finish in the top eight, um, and obviously we ended up finishing 13th, albeit down to the last game of the season where we could have still crept into the top 10, um, but obviously we lost and missed out. But the, this season, I think we're we should hopefully be looking at top six. That's the lads. That's the lads' aim. It's their goal. We're aiming for top six. We think we've got enough ability in in the squad to do so. But it will just be about keeping that availability high. As we played three games so far, and I've had to build a different team in every one, and um, just keeping up the same level of effort that we've seen in the last two games because we've we have played particularly well in those two games. If we can keep that going throughout the season, we'll be a match for any team in this division. Well, the fixtures are coming thick and fast at this part of the season. You're in action again on Tuesday evening. This, uh, you're at home against Bishop Sutton and then again at home on Saturday against Chippenham Park. Chippenham Park in particular, I imagine, will be stiff opposition. But those two home games coming off the back of the Almondsbury fixture as well gives you a really good opportunity to get some points on the board early doors. And um, although we're not going to start talking about the, tea, uh, the league table just yet, um, you could be in a very healthy position after five games played? Yeah, yeah you're, you're exactly right with that. I mean, we've spoke about wanting to make Moor Lane a bit of a fortress and really making ourselves hard to beat at home, which um, is something which we haven't done enough of in the last couple of seasons. So it's something that we're really keen to impress on, that we really, really improve our home form. And like you say, having three games on the bounce um, at this stage of the season gives us a big chance to do that. Chris, there's one last question I've got to ask you. I have a well. I, I was going to say I have a confession to make. I think regular listeners to the podcast will know that it's very difficult for me to mention your results every week without suggesting whether or not you've been at the races. Um, you can take this opportunity now to rebuke me. Would, would you rather I, I stopped making that um, uh, that comparison with your famous race course? No, no, that's absolutely fine. It's what we're famous for, and uh, no, that is absolutely no problem whatsoever. No, we're, we're Everyone associates Wincanton with a race score, so that's absolutely fine. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. You've certainly been at the races this week, and I hope that for the rest of the season um, the, uh, you're, you're making the bookmakers pay out um, as well. Right, well, that wraps up the fixtures um, for... Saturday the 12th of August. We'll take a look at the week ahead. And again, Melksham Town are back in uh, Monday night football action. Yeah, they'll be hoping to, to put on more, more fun for the, uh, the crowds. Uh, they entertain on down tomorrow night to kickstart the week's, week's action. Uh, there's plenty of Premier Division action on Tuesday as well. We have Bitten versus Chipping Sudbury Town, Buckland versus Shepton Mallet, Cadbury Travel to take on Cribs, Hallen, uh, they take on Brislington, Longwell Green Sports host Bradford Town, uh, free-scoring street, they take on Bridgewater and Wellington will be hoping to get their first points when they travel to Wales. And in the first division, we've got Almondsbury at home to Bristol Telephones, Carn uh, face Oldland Abertonians, Cheddar against Welton Rovers, Corsham Town meet Westbury United, Devizes Town against Warminster, Malmesbury Victoria entertain Chippenham Park, Portishead entertain Canesham Town, Radstocker at home to Sherbourne Town and Wincanton are at home to um, uh, to Bishop Sutton. Should be noted that the Carn game, Cheddar game, Corsham game, and the Malmesbury game are all 7:45 kickoffs. The other kickoffs um, 7:30. Now um, moving into, we've still got a couple of games going on on Wednesday, haven't we, yeah. Tom? 
Yeah, there is. There's three, three games on Wednesday evening, a couple in the Premier Division, starting with Bridport, who take on Willem Rovers, and then two sides who obviously drew over the weekend. We've got Hengrove Athletic, they take on Cleveson Town. And then in the First Division, uh, another 7.30 kick-off. We've got Chartown taking on Roman Glass and George, who enjoyed a good win on, on Saturday. Bumper action on Saturday coming up, Tom. Um, it's more FA Cup action, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. Um, we've got quite a lot of teams in action. We've got Wells City travelling to take on Biddeford. Bridgewater meeting Brislington and Bridport taking on street in two all-station league affairs. Uh, Cadbury Heath, they take on Yate Town. Chipping Southbury Town take on Bishop's Cleeve. Got Hengrove at home to Bodmin Town. Uh, Odd Down take on Mangotsfield. And Willem Rovers meet our old friend Bristol Manor Farm. Uh, plenty of our teams at home, so hopefully get good crowds on, on Saturday. Well, imagine that, Bristol Manor Farm mm-hmm. reappearing. In Indeed. the Tool Station League Bulletin. The enemy now, of course. Oh dear, that's a that's a bit much. You've got a bit <laughs> OTT there. Um, <laughs> Premier Division fixtures on Saturday. Bradford Town are at home to Bitten. Longwell Green Sports, um, they entertain Melksham Town. And Shepton Mallet play Wellington. And we've got a f- uh, another full list of fixtures, haven't we, in the First Division, Tom? We do, yeah. Almondsbury will be hoping to pick up their first points when they take on Devizes Town. We've got Bishop Sutton taking on Canesham, Bishop's Lydiard versus Westbury. Uh, we've got Cheddar, they take on Roman Glass and George, who've got a busy week ahead. We've got Caution Town, another team looking for some points, they take on Ashton Backway United. Malmesbury Victoria versus Chard Town. We've got Radstock Town, they're at home against Cowan. We've got Sherborne versus Oldland. Porter's Head travel to take on Warminster. Welton versus uh, New Boys Bristol Telephones obviously made a good start and Wincanton will be hoping to become the first team to score against Chippenham Park. So as we look at the fixtures coming up over the week ahead, Tom, are there any games that um, particularly tickle your fancy? <laughs> I mean, Willand versus uh, Bristol Manor Farm, a good, good, good cup tie there, hopefully. Uh, and down in the first division, obviously, Chippenham Park, uh, they'll travel to take on Wincanton, as I just mentioned there. Wincanton, uh, not... Too bad of a start. They've got six points from three games, so they'll be hoping to, to clip, the, clip the heels of uh, Chippenham, who've made a, an even better start. They're on seven points, so that's an t- early top of the, the table sort of clash there. Yeah, so looking ahead for me, one of the there's a couple of games that particularly tickle my fancy. Um, in the FA Cup, Bridgewater against Brislington, simply because Bridgewater were one of those sides I just had this feeling about this season. Mm. I thought they would be... Um, uh, you know, I thought they'd be there or thereabouts, and of course they they were beaten at home by Brislington. Now, it'd be interesting Indeed. to see whether in the FA Cup um, they're able to turn that around. Um, street in action away at Bridport—that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, all Western League tie, but you know, um, two very good sides there, and um, one other game in the First Division um, uh, that, uh, that that interests me um, is um, is Welton Rovers against Bristol Telephones. Um, obviously, people will know my, my sort of former interest through the Summer Valley FM in, in, in Welton Rovers, and um, they've started positively this season. Had a very torrid time last season, but started positively. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping, not necessarily for, for, for big things from, from Welton, but I, I do think better is in store for the Green Army. And Bristol Telephones, um, they've started with a real bang, and it'll be interesting to see how those two sides... Um, uh, how those two sides... Um, you know who comes away with the with, with with the spoils there? If anybody, actually, I, I do wonder whether that might, might that game might end up in a draw. But anyway, um, we'll find out um, this time next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast. I know you've penned the bulletin, Tom. Do you want to know? Do you want to tell the listeners where they can access that on the Tool Station website? 
course, yes. It's uh, which number tab is it? It's the seventh tab along on the top uh, when you get to the home page. Uh, and finally, your your column in the uh, non-league paper, I'm assuming that's gone in as well. Yeah, looking back at uh, the Premier Division fixture from yesterday, so yeah, good, good look at some of the teams that scored a few goals yesterday, Street and, uh, and Melksham and Bradford. Tom, thank you very much for your time as always. Welcome. I hope you have a good week. Thank you, you too. And, um, yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see which one of us has bragging rights after that, um, that Melksham... Um, <laughs> Odd down game. But um, anyway, um, for, for this episode of the Tool Station Western League podcast, I've been Ian Knuckles, delighted to be joined by Tom Hiscock, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon. <laughs>